Praise the Lord, and welcome into another Soar of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson, and as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for for this day. I thank you, God, for every wonderful gift and blessing, dear God, that you have given me. Thank you for life and for health, dear Lord, and I thank you for, God, for being able to get out and enjoy the day and go to work, dear God. Lord, I just praise you, and I thank you for everything. And Lord, I thank you for this podcast. God, I ask, Lord, now that you will use this podcast, dear God, for your glory, dear God, to uplift you, Lord, to, so that you would draw all men into you, dear God. Lord, and just I pray, God, that you will give me the words to say, Lord, that it may help someone in some way. Dear God, lift him up, strengthen him, and draw them closer to you. For Lord, I thank you and I praise you for everything. In Jesus' sweet name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I came in this morning and I sat down and, and, uh, well, I I prayed first and uh, had a a wonderful time with the Lord and uh, sat down and and started reading where I would normally start in uh, Numbers. Um, and it, it, it didn't feel right and thankfulness and thanksgiving kept coming to my mind. And as I've thought about it today, uh, and I've thought about the children of Israel, how that they, they complained a lot. Uh, they complained uh, about everything, um, sort of like we do today. You know, there's, uh, it doesn't matter what somebody gives you, there's, there's going to be something wrong with it. You're going to have something to say about it. That, I mean, uh, that's me, that's you, you know, that's just human nature. But, uh, you know, the one thing that uh, I failed to read very much of, and that was thankfulness, being thankful for what they had. You know, they, they complained because they uh, all they had to eat was manna. Uh, never one time did I hear them thank God for the manna. Uh, they was they complained about being uh, thirsty. Uh, not one time did I hear them com- uh, thank God for the water. And we we as human beings we have a a real bad tendency of trying to figure out why that God is not blessing us more than what He is. And, you know, we, we go to church and, and uh, we're doing what the Lord wants us to do and, and we're praying and we're reading our Bible and, and we're doing everything that we're supposed to do, almost. How many of us, on a weekly basis, if not a daily basis, takes time to not ask God for nothing and just thank Him for the things that he has given us. Well, you say, well, you don't understand. I don't have a lot. Well, you do too. Uh, you have life. You have probably have health. Um, you have some, you, uh, some place to live. You have clothes, you have food. You have, you have a lot. Uh, you know, we, 
We are programmed in this world to think of ourselves as being blessed when we have an abundance of money, a a really nice home, a really good job, a really good desirable job, and uh, a really beautiful spouse. And we, this is, this is how that we, uh, rate our life and how that much that God is blessing us by the more that we have. But you know, uh, I have learned one thing. If I haven't learned anything else, uh, uh, I tell the Lord sometimes, you know, I'm hard headed, Lord. You've got to tell me three or four times, you know. But the one thing that He has taught me is, be happy, be content with what you have, and thank God for what you have. Thank God for what you have. And what you have, try to figure out some way to use what God is giving you, the blessings and, and the gifts that he has given you. Try to figure out some way to use those for his glory and to uplift somebody else. Uh, you know, I ain't got a lot, uh, and I, I try to give, uh, money when I can. Uh, I try to give of service when I can. I always try to, uh, tell other people that they've done a good job when they're in their preaching and their teaching and things like that and their singing. I always try to lift up other people, but you know, the thing about it is, is, when we do that and we have the love of the Lord in our heart, you would really be surprised how much that that helps, how much of a blessing that that is to somebody else. You know, we, uh, you know, my wife and I, we pick an elderly lady up uh, every time we go to church. We pick her up and we take her to church and take her back home. No big deal. A uh, couple minutes out of the way, no problem. Glad to do it and never think nothing about it. But, you know, uh, she was talking the other night and she's uh, almost 90 years old now. And she was thanking us for coming and getting her. She said, if it wasn't for you all, she said, I would more than likely not be able to come to church. She, cause she can't drive. As a matter of fact, she, uh, has given up on driving. I don't, and she is talking about not even having her license renewed, uh, the next time that they come up for renewal. But just little things like that. I, I don't think nothing about it. I, it's one of those things I'm glad to do. I go pick her up. I take her to church. No, it's, 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 uh, it's not, it's nothing real big to me, but this is something huge to her. So those little things that we do sometimes that we are not looking for any type of glory for and, and we thank God because that we are able to do them, those are the things for that, that God gets the most blessing from. And, you know, that's, that's what we need to, to remember is God not only blesses us, but we have to bless the Lord. We have to, to brag on the Lord and we have to tell others what the Lord has done for us and tell others what the Lord can do for them. But be thankful for what he's done for you. Be thankful for what he's given you. But, uh, you know, I have some scriptures uh, I want to read on uh, thanks, thanksgiving and thankfulness. 
uh, in Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to start in verse 4 and read about four verses here. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, are of a good report, if there be any virtue... And if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. I want to go back up to verse 6. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with Thanksgiving. You know, a lot of times I'll come in here and I'll come in here to pray in the mornings, and uh, I start out and I, I'll tell Jesus, I'll tell Heavenly Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, I'll tell them good morning, and I'll thank Him for uh, giving me the gift of another day. And then most of the time from there, it is spent thanking God for uh, the things that He has given me. Yes, yes, I'll I'll go through the whole list two or three times a week or more, and very every once in a while the Lord will bring someone or a group of people or something to my mind to pray for. But most of the time, I have just spent time praising God and thanking God for what He has given me and asking Him to help me. Uh, to understand his word so that I may be able to to speak to you all to a point to where that you all can get something out of what God has given me. You know, that, that's that's one of the things that I guess concerns me the most is, is for me trying to figure out how to tell you all exactly what the Lord has given me by um, different means. And hoping that you understand and, and hoping that you can actually feel and understand it the way that I have. But, you know, he said, in all things, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Thank God for it. You know, a lot of times we ask for healing for someone. Uh, maybe a family member, a good friend or whatever. But how many times before the healing process we that we can see the healing process taking place, how many times do we thank God for that healing of that person that we're praying for before it ever before we ever know it's even worked? And then let me tell you something right now. Um, one of the greatest healings that anyone could ever ever get is when they are a child of God and they leave this world. 
I don't know why the Lord brought that to my mind and wanted me to say that, but I know that's one of those those subjects that's, that's really hard to to uh, talk about sometimes. But, you know, really, because I tell you what, when we leave this world, we are perfectly healed. We will never have another pain, another sickness, or nothing the rest of our life. So, you know, thank God for that healing, for that person that you're you're uh, praying for. Thank God for uh, working in someone's finances. Thank God, even though you have just asked God to work in, in these things for other people or maybe even yourself, thank God for working in them. Thank him for moving in that situation. You know, the Lord... The Lord will not always work to where that we're going to be able to see him. A lot of times, he, as I say, he works behind the scenes. He works uh, in, uh, in behind the scenes where we don't never see what's going on until just all of a sudden everything just falls in place. But, you know, and a lot of times we, we pray for people's healing and we we. We pro- actually we pray a lot, a lot of times for people's healings. We when we say God touched this person's body, uh, this sickness that's in their body, God, I pray that you will touch it. What we are actually praying for is God touch this right now and take it away right now. A lot of times the Lord will touch that person when we pray for them, and. Uh, it will, it will not be a right now thing. It takes time. It will take time. But the healing process has begun. The Lord has moved in their life. He is touching them, and he will continue to touch them till they get healed, but it's going to take a little bit of time. But thank God for it. Every time that the Lord brings that to your mind, and you pray for them, and you ask God to move in their situation, thank him for moving in their situation. You know, some of the greatest works that ever done in my life was when when I didn't see God doing anything, and I thought I was out there all by myself, and I was wondering why that he wasn't working, and then when it was all over with, and and, uh, everything was worked out, and then I looked back, and I could see little glimpses of him moving all along, but I just did not take the time to thank him for moving, and I did not take the time to actually look and see what was going on, see how he was moving. The curiosity in me didn't come out the way that I was I was too busy wondering why that he hadn't fixed it already when he was working all the time. But, you know, everything we do, we need to do it with thanksgiving. You don't like your job real well, still thank God for it because it helps pay your bills. It helps put food on your table and clothes on your back. Still thank God for it. All the meanwhile, ask God to send you a better job or maybe just ask God to help you to... uh, like this job because this is where God has put you uh, in the first place because he has a reason for you to be there and he has a, a purpose for you there on that job. So that's where you need to be. 
So, you know, we, we look at things through natural eyes. And when we take the time to look at things from God's perspective, look through, through spiritual eyes, we will see things a lot different in this life. You know, I, I, I used to complain about my job, uh, and uh, I don't anymore because uh, I am there because the Lord put me there. Now then, I am trying to figure out why that the Lord has put me there and what he wants me to do while I am there. There's so, there's so many reasons why that the Lord picks out a job and puts you in it. And he has so many things that, uh, that he can work in your life in that job. Let's go to uh, uh, Colossians. Yes, Colossians 4 and 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer. Those things that you have been praying for. Like I said, whether it be sickness, whether it be a better job, uh, 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 whatever, things going on in your family, whatever it is, those things that you have been praying for, don't stop. Continue. Continue and watch. You know, that's that's been the one problem that I have, or the one area that I have came up very short on a lot of times is I'm not watching. I'm praying and I'm wondering why God isn't working instead of watching to see how he's going to work. And we need to pray, continue in prayer, and watch in the same with thanksgiving. In the same. Watch whatever is on your mind, whatever is... is uh, that one thing that you cannot get off your mind, we need to pray about that and we need to watch so that when the Lord moves that we will know it and all the time, even though we don't see him moving, all the time, thank him for moving. You know, this it's hard to do sometimes. Let me, let me tell you, it's hard to do. You know, especially when it's things that's, that's in our own life. I, you know, it's, it's pretty easy for me to pray for someone else for healing or their, their uh, family, their finances, whatever, and thank God for moving in their situation because it's, for me, it's a lot different, uh, praying for someone than praying for myself. Um, I, I excel in praying for other people. I have faith that God can move in your situation. I know God's going to move in your situation. I have thanked God for moving in your situation. And now I am wanting to see the results of him moving in that situation. But when it comes to me, not so much. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what the deal is. I, it's, it's one of those things where that, uh, it's a, a human thing. I don't like to ask for help. I don't, uh, I don't want to draw attention to myself. Um, you know, I, I don't like saying, Lord, here I am. I need help. And then, and then continuing, continuing in prayer for things that I need. I, I'm just not good with that. Uh, 
But now I, I can pray continually for you. Every time the Lord brings uh, someone else to my mind, I can pray for them and I can have faith that the Lord is going to move. But uh, not so much for myself. Uh, I, it's just it's just me. <laughs> First Timothy four and four. Uh Here he's talking uh, talking about being uh, being in faith and, and staying away from uh, seducing spirits and doctrines of the devils and speaking lies and uh, hypocrisy and and having their conscience seared over with a hot iron and they forbid to marry and command to abstain from meats uh, which God has created to be received with thanksgiving and of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature, this is verse, uh, 1 Timothy 4, 4, for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Talking about thanking God for your meals. When you sit down to have a meal, it doesn't matter whether it is at work uh, or you're on your break, you're eating a sandwich or a cookie or a potato chips or whatever. You're, you're in your lunch you, uh, at work and you've got maybe a big meal or maybe just a sandwich. Whether it's at home for your breakfast and your dinner or at a restaurant somewhere out uh, having uh, your, your meal at a restaurant somewhere. Take the time to bow your head and thank God for the food that you are about to uh, partake of. I, I, do, I try my best. Let me put it that way. I try my best to do this every time I sit down to eat. And I'll take the time in, in between meals. If, I, if I'm working and I, I have a drink or I have a, maybe a cookie or something, I will take the time before I eat it. And ask and thank God for it. If I don't ask Him to bless it or anything like that, I'll thank God for it before I ever partake of it. And this is just one of those things that my parents taught me uh, from um, very young age on up through life. I always, always ask God to bless your food and to thank God for your food. Um, God didn't have to give it to you. Uh, you said, well, I, I've got my, I've got my own job and I work out my own money and I buy my own food. Yeah, but let me tell you something. Let's go back and, and if you will go back and you will sit down and you will, you will concentrate real hard on everything. You will find out that the Lord was with you every step of the way from the time that you thought about going to this job and you accepted this job and everything. The Lord was right there with you. He was steering you in the way that he wanted you to go when you got the job. So, you know, every every good gifts, gift comes from above. Even though we have to go out and we have to work daily and we have to, to receive our money, it's still the Lord gives that to us because everything in this world belongs to God. And, and when we get something from this world, it is given to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And, you know, we, 
we we try to say that I done this and I done that and I've done the other and I have figured out one thing. I the only thing that I ever did in my life was choose to have Jesus to come into my life and take control of my life and uh, I chose to serve him. That's the only thing that I, myself, that I done. Everything, every other choice in my life that I have done, everything that I have bought in my life, uh, I have done that because of who is in charge of my life. When I was out in sin, I did things that were wrong. I did things that I, that um, all the different things that you do when you're out in sin, I done those things because Satan was in control of my life. But when I chose to give my heart and life to God and let him take control of my life and be in charge of my life, then everything I've done from that point on is because Jesus has been in charge of my life. See, the only real, we have, we have a free will. And that free will, it actually is the only thing that we have free will of is who is going to be in charge of my life? Who am I going to serve here upon this earth? Am I going? Do I choose to serve Satan or do I choose to serve the Lord? But you know, I thank God for choosing me every day. I thank God for choosing me every day and I thank God for using me. He didn't have to choose me and he didn't have to use me, but he wanted to. He wanted to. And I allowed him to choose me and I allowed him to take control of my life and I allowed him to direct my life from within. And then from there on, everything that I do is because of Jesus. Every time I fail and slip up, that's because of me. That's because of me because I chose at that time See, I didn't do it. I chose to do it because of, for lack of a better word, because of stupidity. Because, you know, the Lord is, is he's a forgiving God. He is God full of mercy. And he's God full of grace. And sometimes we do stuff just out of ignorance and out of the heat of the moment. There's no other way to explain it. Uh, let's see, we got uh, uh, we got First Timothy. Did we get Colossians? No. Okay, Colossians four two. Yeah, we did. Okay. Revelations chapter seven, starting in verse eleven. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and about the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Even the angels in heaven thanks God for something. 
you know, we have got so much to be thankful for. The children of Israel, they they had, I'm, I'm telling you, as I study the children of Israel and, and I really, really think about exactly how God did bless them, you know, uh, I guess I would be one of the, <laughs> one of the most uh, happiest people in the world to be in, in a situation like they were in because you're out, you're out in the middle of the wilderness and there's, there's no stores around nowhere. There's no place for you to get your food. There's no place for you to get your water except you find a, a creek or a spring or something like that. Or, and you go out and you hunt, uh, hunt your, uh, food, uh, or you kill your livestock that you've got. And God fed them and watered them and clothed them and put shoes on their feet and kept everything that they had together for 40 years. 40 years. How long will a pair of blue jeans last you? Um, five, six months? Um, I'm not real sure. I know I have to buy quite a few of them working. But I, I, they did not have a store that they could go out to and, and buy what they needed. They, they, some way they had to make everything that they had. But see, the Lord blessed them when they came out of Egypt. The Lord told them, he said, I want you to go to your neighbors, the Egyptians, and I want you to uh, borrow of them uh, jewels, silver, uh, gold, uh, brass, uh, cloth, Everything that you can get from them, I want you to borrow. I want you to spoil them. I want you to take everything from them that you can get. You're going to need it. And they carried this stuff out of out of Egypt with them, but they carried very little food. They 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 some of them had some bread that they had made that they carried in their their kneading um, bowls and stuff. And they carried that with him, but with them. But other than that, they had very little food and probably no water whatsoever. And the clothes that they had at that time, and that was it. And their animals and their, and their families and their tents and their belongings. And that, that's what they took out of Egypt. And the Lord preserved this stuff, their clothes and their shoes and and all this stuff, he provided all this stuff for them for 40 years. Let me tell you something. I get to thinking about myself. And I get to looking around my house and, and all that the Lord has given me. And it, it, it astounds me of exactly what he was, has given me. Sure, I, I've got a job. I work. I pay for this stuff. But, you know, like I said, God gave me the job. He gave me the money. And he gave somebody in this world talent enough to make the stuff that I own. You know, I mean, just just think about the next time that you buy something, um, maybe a tablet or a watch or a phone, just, just sit and look at that phone and just try to imagine the knowledge that it took to make that phone. Everything that it took, the knowledge and everything it took to create that, that piece of tech equipment that you've got in your hand. And you know, I look, I, I, as I was stu- been studying about this and, and 
thinking about this for a long time, and I get to, to thinking about my machines that I run at work. I, I have a bank of robots that I run at work, and each robot consists of two computers, two, two separate computers. You have one that, that all it does is it drives the movements of the robot. It tells, uh, you tell, you take one computer and you tell the computer uh, to the robot to go from point A to point B in a certain way. Well, now then you've got another computer that kicks in when you tell it to move from point A to point B. You've got another computer that kicks in and tells this robot arm which, uh, which knuckle to move. See, there, there's four different, uh, one, five, six different points of movement on, on that robot. And in order for it to get from point A to point B, each one of those joints may have to move in a certain way at a certain degree. And the main computer in that robot tells that robot exactly how much each one of those joints has to move to get to that point. So, you know, when, when the children of Israel are going across the desert and, and, and the cloud lifts up off of the, the tabernacle and everybody gets ready and they start going, you know, it, it's just like that robot. Nobody actually has to tell everybody what to do because God has already told them what they needed to do and instilled it with them. And when that cloud comes off, everybody automatically starts moving and they line up in a line just exactly the way that the Lord told them to, getting ready to move to the next point. It's all done, autom it's all done like I said, automatically, you know, because the Lord has told them time and time again of exactly what he, what has to be done, where they need to be in line, and how to move out. And they, the Lord has got it so worked out that when the tabernacle is taken down and it starts moving, the, the, all the, the cloth and all that stuff of the, the bases of the tabernacle in the courtyard, all the pillars and, and the cloth and, and the, uh, the boards and, uh, the pillars and everything. It all goes first. And then, uh, you've got, you've got an army before them. You've got the, you've got all the front, all the cloth and everything, the literal tabernacle and you've got another army and then you've got, um, the, all the furniture and everything of the tabernacle. And when they get to where the cloud stops and Aaron and his sons put the tabernacle up, by the time that they get there, get the tabernacle up and everything, all the furniture is just getting into there so that all they have to do is take everything and put everything in its place. They put the Ark of the Covenant into the Holy of Holies and candlestick and, and, uh, the table of showbread and the table, the, uh, altar of incense and the, uh, laver in its foot and the brazen altar. It all gets there exactly at the right time. Let me tell you something. The Lord has got everything together. 
we don't know exactly the plan. We, we all are a piece of the plan. I know I've heard of, uh, I've watched a lot of these um, uh, detective movies and things like that, and uh, they talk about these, these organizations, and these organizations are set up and they have a plan in place, but they, they don't tell everybody the whole plan. They just tell each, um, a little, each person or each little segment a certain piece of it, but when it all comes together and everybody does their one little piece of it, it all comes together in a big plan. That's the way God's plan is. We are all a part of his plan, and God has got it all working together for our good and for his good if we will just follow the plan that he has put in place for our life. It may be something really big, like pastoring a church or being an evangelist, and, and, and that's all you do is you travel all over the United States or maybe even all over the world and you preach the gospel. That's, that's, that's the one part of your plan that God has got set in mind for you. Or it may be just as simple as cleaning the church, keeping the church clean and, and mowing the yard and things like that. Or it may be teaching and preaching and you don't know what it is. That's between you and God. See, I know what the Lord has, has wanted me to do and I, what he is what I am doing for him. And that's my, that's my job. Some people, some other people, I know what their job is. It's very obvious, but there's some people that God has got a work for that is not very obvious. Uh, and that's the, those that are, uh, behind the scenes. They, they are the ones that are doing all the praying and, they are the ones that's uh, making the phone calls that you don't know about. And they're the ones that are checking up on people when they don't come to church. And they're the ones that are uh, uh, paying their tithes and paying an abundance and helping out the church in every way they can. The ones that are sitting back uh, that you hardly ever see that's back in the sound room with the computers and everything you you know the sound all sounds good and everything and and the pictures are being put up on the on the wall as as the uh, people are singing and the messages are being brought but you don't never see the person that's back there in that doing that these are all very important parts of God's plan and God has got got people that are blessed with doing these jobs. I, I, I take care of the sound room sometimes when, uh, my sister, uh, is not being able, is not able to be there. Let me tell you what, that is a job back there of keeping up with, with the mess, with the, uh, the, the scriptures and, and putting up pictures to go with the messages and, and the songs and everything. That's a job and keeping up with the soundboard and all the mics and everything. But my sister makes it look like a piece of cake. She has a ministry that is that is consistent with this, uh, with the computers and keeping up with uh, the the music and the sound and and the pictures that she's putting up and the and the scriptures she's putting up. That is a ministry, and she uh, she is blessed in that ministry. 
Me, I God has blessed me with with teaching. That's that's the one thing that He has blessed me with doing, and and I enjoy doing it. And she enjoys doing her job. I I don't enjoy doing her job, and I don't think she wants to do my job because that's not what God has called us to do. And so many times, the Lord will call us to do things, and we try our best to do something else because we are comfortable doing it and because we know how to do it. And if that would have been the case, I I wouldn't be sitting here right now because I would do nothing because I was not comfortable at any point in any time of standing up in front of people and speaking. That just, that I didn't like it in school and I didn't like it when I got out of school. But the Lord said, this is what I want you to do. This is what you're going to do. And I said, yes, sir. After I ran for a while, I said, yes, sir, Lord, I will do this. Now I enjoy it. Now I look forward to it. Now I look forward to the time of sitting and studying God's word so that I can have a, a something to something to say uh, on this podcast or something to say in Sunday school. And let me tell you what, sometimes, sometimes I have sat down here in front of this mic and I had no idea whatsoever that I was going to say. I have actually went into service and had Sunday school and had no idea what to say. But on the other side of that coin, I have sat down here at this mic or I have went to church and to teach Sunday school and have upwards to four different messages and have no idea where to start at. But, you know, the thing about it is, is I told the Lord as long as he would be with me and as long as he would use me and as long as he wanted me to, I was going to do this job that he has given to me. So it doesn't matter whether I've got anything or to say or not or got a starting point or whatever. When I, when I get a chance to do it and the Lord tells me to do it, I'm going to do it because I know that he is going to be in charge and he's going to give me what I need to do the job that he has given me. But let me tell you something. There is a fine line between knowing that the Lord is going to, to give you what you need to say and everything and uh, taking the Lord for granted. You, you thinking that it doesn't matter. I don't have time to study today, I, uh, but that's all right. The Lord will take care of He will give me the words that I need to say. You know, I I really I really don't like uh, thinking about that because that's that one time that the Lord could prove you wrong and you would be standing there or sitting behind the mic and you would have absolutely nothing to say and the Lord would not get, would not be giving you anything. Then what are you going to do? So I make it a point. Ask the Lord to be with me. Give me the give me the words to say. Give me at least give me a starting point, and let and then Lord, I know that I've got a place to start, and I I can go. We we can go from there as long as you speak through me. But you know, every once in a while, just like everything else, the Lord will try us. 
He will test us to see just exactly how how faithful and how how trustworthy and how much we really want to do what he, he tells us to do. And I've told the Lord many times, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm, I may get up there and, and look at everybody and say, God loves you and sit back down. I may turn on this mic one or this computer one of these days and, and sign in and everything and uh, have prayer and tell you that God loves you. And, uh, I'll see, I'll talk and see you the next time. But as long as you make an effort and as long as you really have a desire to do the will of God, he is going to give you exactly what you need to do the work. I have no doubt of that. Now, he has proved himself to me. In proving me, he has proved himself to me so many times. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I thank God for the gift that he has given me. Yes, it is a gift. If, if you ever met me in person, you know I'm not a big conversationalist. I don't I don't talk a lot. I listen a lot, and I say a little bit, but I don't talk a whole lot. I don't stand around and talk about sports or uh, fishing or uh, cars or any of that stuff like that. I don't just I don't just stand around and talk very much. I listen a lot when other people are talking, but. I talk to the Lord a lot, and the Lord talks to me a lot. I, I don't know. It's just it's just a whole lot easier for me to talk to God than it is to people for some reason. And but now it's a whole different story when I sit down here and um, turn this computer on, and the Lord starts giving me what I need to tell you. It's a whole lot different when I am in church at Sunday school and I'm teaching Sunday school. It's a whole lot different. The words and the thoughts and everything seems just so natural and just comes so easy because the Lord is in charge. The Lord is in charge. Me, myself, I don't talk a lot. But when the Lord gets a hold of me and uses me and speaks through me, there's a lot of talking done. But I, this, this has been maybe a little bit unusual this time, but this, this is how I felt that the Lord wanted us to go. I thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you got something out of it. And until the next time, may God bless you.